0: Hey everyone, welcome to The Creep Off. This is a competition-based podcast where two men try to find the creepiest person in a given category and they bring in evidence in the form of clips that they stole from more successful and better produced true crime podcasts. Then you, the listener, get to head over to the subreddit to vote for who brought in the clips that actually played during the live stream. The winner earns a point and the first to five points can make the loser spin the The dreaded consequences which includes funny consequences such as the seven second porn challenge or having to reboot your computer three times at a live show in front of Anthony Cumia. The current score is insert score here later. Anyways, last week was Detroit week, which when you have a city where the least creepy person is literally Eminem, you fucked up as a city. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. Tucker, out.
1: Attention, parents! what you're about to see is not suitable for kids shoot it's not even suitable for some grown-ups you might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things i'm going to give the people what they want sensation horror shock i'm going to deliver the goods because i'm alive and i'm not backing down what the hell is this supposed to be
2: Creepos. Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps. I'm your host. My name is Vinny, and joining me in studio is my pal who needs a pick me up. It's Carl, everybody. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? Nice to be back in the studio with you, a functioning studio. Everything seems to be working. And I, I want to be mean to you. I want to laugh at you. Yeah, I well- want to tell you that the first 45 minutes of your live show in New York was an out-of-body, transcendently amazing experience for me, while letting you just suffer all of the pain that I've suffered when a live stream here didn't work, all of the abuse you've taken online from everybody, very similar to abuse that I've had to take in the past.
1: Way to make it about you. Who are you, Nancy Grace? What's going on right now?
2: <laughs> so I was going to say I was just going to be nice to you today, but then you got to be a dick. So <laughs> I guess it's a regular
1: show, fuckface. Let's Sounds go. Sounds good. Let's get into it. I want to know about the voting from last week. I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about that. I want to see what's going on. All right. So last week we did Biggest Creep from Detroit. Yes. And I brought the Biggest Creep from Detroit. You brought a person who uh, smashed a kitten with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People don't like those types of stories. They're not entertaining. You're not supposed to vote for who you like. <laughs> well, You're supposed to vote for who's the biggest creep. And I brought the biggest creep, apparently, because Mike scooping was uh, voted with 80 to 50. Cuz. Cuz-a-roo. Cuz-a-roo. And I want to thank this computer right here, the one that I brought with me to New York for working for some reason right now. So I could play those sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that fun? It's the same one that's working. I haven't done anything to it. It's working now. Isn't that fun? You know
2: what, folks? This is going to be just enough for Carl to not buy another computer for like another week.
1: Yep, Just to sabotage me a few more times. (laughs) Yeah, this is just enough. Like that whole soliloquy he just put out. Out the window. So I, I, did a, uh, I did a quick episode when I got home yesterday afternoon. I put it out an explanation of why the New York show got messed up the way that it did. And the Drew and Mike show, I'm laying in bed this morning listening to Drew and Mike. They played the entire episode with putting drops all over it, just goofing on me endlessly. It was really funny.
2: Oh, man. You, you know, the only good thing about you is that you're a good sport. <laughs> well, it really is the do? only good thing about you. <laughs> Fair enough. I made mean, a real. You what, are. You're a great sport. What else could I do, right? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to have fun because you did inspire this week's category. Uh-huh. I believe it was band practice guy leaned over to me at a bar and said, hey, did you decide on a category for Monday yet? And I said, no. What do you got? And he goes, well, after this shit, I think you should do creepiest IT tech.
1: Yes. IT professional. Geez. He also About made these category. awesome pumpkins. Dude, band practice guy rules. He came and joined us in New York. He's a blast. The man. He really is great. Love that guy. So uh, so yeah, I had some uh, audio technical difficulties when we were uh, doing the live show uh-huh. in New York this past weekend, but uh, we had a good time though, right, Vinny? Carl,
2: you are fantastic to work with. Good. You do a great job. Thank you. The show was hysterical. It was a funny it show. It went over huge. <laughs> it was a
1: funny show. I mean- No one will ever know it, but it I, was a funny show.
2: I really feel like you should have followed my advice that I gave you and not- Have told anybody that you fucked up and pretended it was performance art?
1: Oh, can I still do that? Try it. Okay. Yeah. Edit this still. Yeah, that was a that was a bit I was doing called the silent podcast. Silent podcast bit, everybody. (laughs) Ta-da! And scene. All right. Yeah, it's like
2: Anthony how he always says these guys like Patrick Michael, Tony Michael, all of these lunatics all if they were an actual just a person playing a character would be brilliant characters right
1: that could have been your attempt you know what in jazz music they say if you play the wrong note once it's wrong but if you play the wrong note twice it's right and i think that's what i should have done i should have thought like a jazz musician and said video only podcast first time in history first time ever a video only podcast Skull, I, 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 skull. <laughs> I invented a new genre that nobody would ever want to watch.
2: Wow, It's pretty impressive, I have to say. It's going in your Wikipedia. Yes, Adventure correct. of the Video Only Podcast, <laughs> which,
1: which survived for one episode has never been duplicated or tried again. And
2: uh, you would think if that's what he was going for, he would have made it a little more visually stimulating for everybody. But
1: <laughs> yeah, right, it's a little crude
2: for a video only show. But you know what, though, that makes it just the undiscovered country. You're a pioneer.
1: You know what I could do? Oh, this is kind of fun. In post, what I could do is I could take that video and then transcribe what everyone was saying and put it up like silent movie style. So like you see Anthony going, ah, ha, ha, and then it just like shows the joke. The installed. background
2: music is yakety sacks so <laughs> to yeah. the whole fucking
1: thing. Yes. On a loop. I love it. I love it. It'll be eight hour video, but it'll be worth it.
2: And you know what's great about that is if you just plug it into the Instagram video thing, it'll generate the captions for you and you'll be all set.
1: Ooh. Yeah, man, you
2: could be extra lazy, Carl. All right, yeah. Look at me giving you a way out. I like it. All right, let's do creepiest IT tech because we got a lot to get to today. We're going to have another edition of Who Are These Creepos? We're going to have a scum parade. But before we get into that, I'm sorry, last thing, tomorrow is the last day. The 18th is the last day. You could order your creep off zombie T-shirt. They're going away, folks.
1: One time only. All right. HDBKicksAss.com. Tomorrow being what date, Vinny? Not everyone watches this October live. 18th. October 18th. Get on Hide the Bodies by then. Yes. And if I go to Hide the Bodies, what is it, HDBKicksAss.com? Yes. If I go to HDBKicksAss.com, is that the first thing I'm going to see? Is that uh, sure? Do I have to scroll through a bunch of other bullshit no, first? No,
2: you're going to have to scroll through <laughs> a bunch of other bullshit okay, first. yeah,
1: we should talk about that. Anyway, are you, <laughs> are you ready to uh, are you ready to start the show, buddy? Ring that bell. All right, I chose as my creepiest IT professional a gentleman named William Camargo. William Camargo, an IT professional, was one of 79 offenders who were arrested in Operation Safety Net, a nine-month investigation led by the New Jersey Internet Crimes Against Children. They caught a lot of people in that. I, how, old, how long ago was 2017 that 2017. Yeah. when this happened. That was a big one. This was a biggie. This was a biggie, mostly in New Jersey. Uh, It concluded in November of 2017. The operation also led to the same arrest of a camp counselor who allegedly had sex with a 14-year-old camper and a youth minister, authorities say, sent lewd photos of himself to a young girl. Authorities arrested Camargo on September 12th after detectives traced 50 files from a shared folder at an IP address that was traced to him. A forensic examination of his personal devices revealed more than 138,000 files of suspected child pornography one hundred thirty eight thousand photos and videos
2: fucking dragon's nest
1: dude i I mean at what point do you i know collectors like to collect but at what point do you have enough you could live the rest of your life and never see the same naked child twice it just it just seems excessive. Isn't that everyone's kind of goal?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, like, wouldn't it be point. nice to see a new set of tits every day? Just ones you never saw before. Oh, I thought you were going
1: the other way with that, not, not seeing naked children. Uh, pre- yeah, I'd
2: really prefer not to see the naked children. I'm just saying,
1: you know. <clears throat> well, let's talk about um, this investigation. That's kind of some interesting uh, factoids here. So they unveiled a new tool in the war on internet crime. And finding where these suspects might be hiding electronics, storing pictures and videos... We might have talked about this on the Creep Up before. Um, this is from uh, Officer Perino. He says, our new state police canine, who we have aptly named Mega, helps sniff out those devices. And the two-year-old German Shepherd is the only police dog in the country trained not just, just to do that. It could mm-hmm. smell the dirty files. Yes, it could, it could sniff out child pornography ones and zeros. On hard drives so, in a home, I believe that that's not what it does. And and Mega's uh, handler says that it's all a game to him. Mega loves looking for these hard drives. Fucking like narc dog. What do you think? Um, what do you think this dog's up to? Well, I
2: think what the dog smells for is like electronic equipment. Sure, can smell the actual hard drives themselves, and especially they go around the house. Looking for hidden ones,
1: Minnie. I didn't really think that I could smell child pornography files. Yes, you did. You're a liar, <laughs> piece of shit. I might seem like I don't know anything about computers, but I actually know more than that. But so. <laughs> it's the same
2: thing with like the drugs. Yes, this guy could throw a thumb drive down to the corner. and Go look there. <laughs> That's my point. I'm trying to say, like, you could still plant evidence with this shit. That's it's true.
1: That's true. The 100. And, I'm, I'm reading now from the uh, Attorney General here. The 138,000 files of child pornography found on this defendant's computer represent thousands of children who were tortured and sexually exploited to supply the demand for these vile materials and who are perpetually re-victimized by the offenders who distribute their images on the Internet. We are committed to protecting children by vigorously investigating and prosecuting these criminals. During the search, detectives seized computer equipment belonging to Camargo, which a preview revealed contained numerous files of child pornography. Later, forensic examination of C- Camargo's device revealed more than 130,000 files of suspected child pornography. I mean, who is the guy who gets this job? All right, here's the hard drive. I need you to find out how many files are on child pornography. He's like, <laughs> I don't like that guy. It's just like Mega. It's a game to him too. Right, exactly. It's like <laughs> find something you love to do, and never work a day in your life, right?
2: So, uh, what do you do for a living, Tim?
1: Well, I like to search for the, <laughs> through the hard drives for
2: evidence. This, this
1: was the only thing that I was happy about in here. So the device contained, the devices contain more than 1.3 million additional graphic and video files. Those files have not yet been examined, so it's not known how many constitute child pornography. So there could be over a million files of child porn. I think they, they got to a point where they're just like, all right, we got enough here. We could give up now, right? That's, that's enough. It's We're
2: like good. the fucking, it's a small, small world ride. He's got to have pictures of every race right. on there. He's got to
1: have a picture of every kid on the planet. He's got more peeks at kids than fucking Santa. You know what I learned about when I was researching this topic today? Because there were a few different IT people who uh, have some child porn on, the, on their computers. Oh, man. That was the... That, they seem to really... Yeah. That's a thing for they them. They should know how to hide it, too. So how many are actually getting away with it would be my question. But. And see, th- this was
2: the thing. When I went to research this, too, Yeah. lots of pedos. Like, pedo is, like, number one on the board if this was Family Feud, if you're looking for creepy IT guys.
1: Yeah. Uh, agreed. But what I found out that I was very shocked by, in the state of California, it does not matter how much child porn you have. If you have one photo or two million videos, there's no difference for how they're going to prosecute.
2: That's either really good or really bad. Is it good or bad? It's
1: really bad because what they do is they don't really prosecute child pornography. So if if you want to have CP on your machine, move to California, I guess is what I would tell you jesus christ I know. it's a little insane will
2: that state fall into the ocean
1: <laughs> when will it
2: Carl, that, that's why i'm rooting for global warming like if you told me that they treat like one photo the same as they would treat two million yeah in the terms of like it is going to be a harsh penalty right then we would be, be like, like
1: okay great job california yes. agreed but now we're just gonna go ahead and say go fuck yourself yeah it's not good okay All right, so here's the good news. Camargo was sentenced to five years in prison for distributing child pornography on the internet. Uh, He pleaded guilty June 11th to second-degree distribution of child pornography. Camargo will be required to register as a sex offender under Megan's law and will be subject to parole supervision for life. In pleading guilty, he admitted that he knowingly distributed files depicting the sexual exploitation and abuse of a child on the internet. That's my creepiest IT professional. Go vote on our Reddit page. Okay, well, hold my beer. My creep today was
2: charged with some very serious crimes in October of 2021. Okay, Since the trial has not happened yet, I will be very sure to cite my sources here. The Salt Lake Tribune, KSL TV, the New York York Post, and the
1: court documents themselves. Here's a little... Uh, That's a lot of research, Vinny. I don't, like, I don't like where this is going. Here's a little teaser. <sighs> I'm going to go grab lunch. You go. You do your thing. I'll be
0: Carl, back.
2: Carl, I promise you, I worked very hard to make this as brief <laughs> I'm just, as I could. I'm just and you're going to actually be impressed. All right. I'm listening.
0: New tonight, a serious security breach at Salt Lake PD. That breach revealed names and numbers of undercover police officers were be given, being given to criminals to protect them from busts.
2: Hmm. This gentleman, Patrick Kevin Driscoll, he was an IT tech for the city of Salt Lake. Yeah. It turns out this gentleman Some had- Some
1: Salt Lake City. Yeah. <laughs> city of Salt Lake.
2: Well, that's what they call the technical organization oh. that he works for, City of Salt Lake Very good. Incorporated. Got it. Okay. He's been ordered to stand trial on charges of aggravated human trafficking- which is a first-degree felony, engaging in pattern of unlawful activity and three counts of obstruction of justice, second-degree felonies, computer crimes, exploitation of prostitution, those are third-degree felonies, and aiding prostitution, which is only a Class A misdemeanor. So the investigation began in March 2021 when the Utah Attorney General's office began looking at this guy named Michael Joe Hicks. Oh, I'm sorry, Michael Joe Ricks. For allegedly being involved in a prostitution and drug dealing. He was charged earlier this past year with 15 felonies and misdemeanors, including two counts of aggravated human trafficking for forced sexual exploitation and two counts of aggravated mm. exploitation of prostitution.
1: All right, I don't want to fuck up your uh, story here, but There's I There's a lot of crimes happening. Well, I think drugs and prostitution should be legal, and some places in this country, they are. So, um, it's, you know, obviously, Utah is a very conservative area <clears throat> mm-hmm. with a lot of very uh, religious wackadoos. Carl,
2: you know what? I'm going to entertain this, because right. you make a good point. All right. I think some drugs should be legal. I yeah. think some probably shouldn't be. Okay. Um, I think prostitution should be legal. That's fine with me. But drugging women and forcing them into prostitution i might have to differ with you on uh should that be allowed drugs are bad yeah mr Mackey agrees so throughout the course of the investigation they found out that they were able to identify 13 individuals believed to be victims of ricks and a total of 26 commercial sex workers connected to have excuse me
1: red bull did it to me baby Commercial sex workers, where do they just yell out, like, Coors Light while you're fucking them? <laughs> this, <laughs> Head for the mountains, of Bush.
2: This fuck is brought to you by Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. Don't miss Thursday Night Football this fall. <laughs> he's running. He's got a stable of girls. He's got some of them that are being drugged and fucking sold out. And then he also has a drug ring. So after Ricks was arrested... One of his victims, one of the ones that was being forced to do things, provided the law enforcement with some very interesting data. She said that there was a gentleman who was working for the city Mm -hmm. that in exchange for sex with hookers Mm -hmm. was giving this man the names of undercover police operatives, details on police stings, operations of the police in the city. Now, Carl... If you were working at the IT place Yeah And you, you have access to all this information Sure You could do better Than dirty fucking meth head pussy Couldn't you?
1: Oh uh, I, I was actually thinking that This seems like a pretty fair trade This guy's got it all figured out Because he makes his money already And now he wants to get laid And his job's providing both Which is awesome You know Now that I think about it Chad Zumok might want to learn IT Because comedy's not working out for him But yeah You get access to a lot of information for people Carl
2: yeah, I'm going to yeah, tell you something right now yeah. I just got the insider Chad Zumok story oh, yeah? of the fucking year. What? And I can, I'm can i not allowed to say it what? on the air right now. Damn it.
1: All I right, will you're... tell you off air. Oh, good.
2: Okay. But I'm going to tease everybody and tell you all, I know something you don't know, and it's fucking crazy. Cool.
1: Can I say it on the WTP this week? Nope. I might anyway, but all right, go ahead. That's up to you. That's not <laughs> up to me. You know... So
2: either way, he's trading fucking police secrets. Yeah. Like for, the, pussy. for Marlboro points. The equivalent of like <laughs> yeah, right. prostitute Marlboro P- points. Pussy points, yeah. In like messages that they have. Cunt he's coupons. Going, how much credit do I get for this information? <laughs> yeah, right. Like exactly. he's walking up with a gift card to this fucking woman's snatch and just like fucking sticking it in. He's getting titty tickets. <laughs> like carnival tickets. They just fucking, yeah, Right, exactly. This one is worth four. <laughs> you get four tickets. So. One of these women's turned out to be the woman who was forced to perform the sex acts on Driscoll. So she told officers she was feared, fearful for her safety because she thought he was a cop. Because one time that she was forced to go with him, he took her to the police station through bottom like a basement uh, parking garage, used his key card, walked her right into the police station, took information, and then they went to a hotel and fucked (laughs) Fucking took her to the cop station with him. Yeah, you don't want to spook the uh, prostitutes there, buddy. That's They don't like that place. So the second that happened, she was like, I don't want to fuck with this guy. Yeah. So according to the court documents, they discovered that the code name for uh, Mr. Driscoll, he had a cool code name, Carl. He was The Guardian. Oh, I like it. Salt Lake City Police Chief Mike Brown said his department arrested Driscoll at the public safety building and secured evidence as part of the Utah Attorney General's office investigation after obtaining a search warrant, police discovered he was accessing the cop databases from his house. They also said they found electronic storage devices with names of undercover officers, Metro gang files, and other law enforcement-restricted
1: documents. You know what? That's a good thing, though, because it means he's not doing it on company time. Yeah, you're always looking for the silver lining. Yeah, he's doing it on the weekends. You know, It's just a hobby he has. So
2: (laughs) I cannot wait to find out what happens to this simp. Because that's what this guy is. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking nerd who wants to bang dirty pussy. And he was willing to fucking get cops fucking hurt or Wait, killed. is
1: that your definition of a simp? <laughs> I guess I'm a simp then, too. Yeah, I guess you
2: are. <laughs> Aren't we all simps in our own way, <laughs> right. Carl? All right. So it's costi- also costing the city a fortune to have to do an information audit to find out what the fuck this guy has sold, who's he sold it to. And he's been with them since, I believe, like 2018.
1: Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. They
2: don't know what other fucking deals this guy's done. Yeah, But the fact that he's giving out undercover cops information to a fucking drug dealer fucking pimp who's fucking drugging women up and making them work for him is pretty fucked up. And that's why I am going to say Kevin Michael Driscoll is better than what would you say a half million picture fucking creepo yeah sitting well, in his room jerking it
1: well here's the thing and i'm not gonna this tell guy's like,
2: putting heroes at risk
1: i'm not gonna tell okay here we go i'm not gonna tell people how to vote and i i would never do that but this guy is not a creep he is he's devised a very smart plan if he didn't get caught obviously to uh to get pussy and uh fuck the boys I'm a big fan of his. <laughs> you love that guy, huh, Carl? Alright. I'm just saying. He just, he's, he's pretty cool to me. So I... I'm just going to put it to you this way. This week,
2: if you, when you go to vote, remember uh how much you enjoyed listening to the audio of the New York show. Oh, stop and it. And then cast your Oh, Stop <laughs> it. Vinny. Vinny. How dare you? I'll just fuck it with you. How dare All right, you. pal. Let's uh Is it time for who are these creepos? Who are
1: creepos. That is correct. And what we're gonna be talking about today is Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Finally, we could play this and someone could hear it. All right, Vinny, why do we do Who Are These Creep Bones? It's because we need to prove that we are the number one true crime podcast on the internet today. And the way that we do that is by taking down the other podcasts one by one. They are, none of them can touch us,
2: but I will say this, and I said it at the Detroit show. Nancy Grace might be the second best true crime podcast. Dude,
1: Nancy Grace is a lunatic. I, I this love is, this
2: show because she's so fucking crazy. This it's is unbelievable.
1: This is all murder porn. That's all this is. It's, she's not, she doesn't give a fuck about these victims. She just wants to tell you about these crazy heinous crimes and, and her kids. It's Yep. And it starts off like this.
0: Three little girl scouts, ages eight, nine, and ten yanked from their tents in the middle of a rainy summer night, horribly raped and murdered. The only named suspect, Gene Hart, tried and acquitted. This case goes unsolved nearly 50 years until a local high school teacher uncovers four potential suspects igniting a new investigation.
2: Do you know how many women have been laying in their bathtub with just the shower nozzle on their fucking pussies listening to this going, oh, give me more of it, Nancy. Tell me more about the murders.
1: Hey, Manny, why does Nancy Grace's cadence enrage me?
2: Well, Carl, because you're a normal human being. And she went to fucking the William Shatner School of Broadcasting. every
1: fucking sentence has five periods in it. The, the, stop ending the sentence in the middle of the sentence, are Nancy. What do you think doing? you are, Larry King? <laughs> All right. So immediately after, we hear about this horrific, heinous act. These these three little girls are out camping with their Girl Scout troop. They get raped and murdered, and they have to then repeat that again. That's what this audience wants to hear. They're like, whoa, rape and murder one more time. Can we? Can it. we have someone else to say it? One more.
2: Three time. young girls beaten sexually assaulted murdered
1: i mean that was immediately after she had just explained that she's out she goes and listen to this and the guy goes three young girls raped and murdered." like okay we got it
2: well she also has this show is very poorly produced for a lot of reasons number one being because i believe it airs on television as well so what they're doing i don't think so it's on sirius xm it's sponsored by a tv network okay So I think it's okay. I could be wrong. I'll do more research.
1: You could be right. But
2: what I'm trying to say is the transitions in the show are fucking repugnant. Yeah. Because like she'll go, obviously go to a break and there'll be outro music, which immediately fades into the intro music of them coming back and her playing again.
1: Three young girls raped and murdered. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of resetting of things. Now, what Nancy Grace loves to do more than anything else in the world, even more than talking about herself, which is is up there. She loves to talk to parents of children who are murdered. This makes her so happy.
0: With me right now, a very special guest to my own heart. This is Lori Lee Farmer's mother. Lori Lee, just eight years old, when she was murdered during the Girl Scout murders. Miss Sherry Farmer is with us. Miss Farmer, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. I don't feel right about you thanking me.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't feel right about that either. It seems like you're exploiting her for your show, Nancy Grace. Well, at least she has morals and is like, don't thank me.
2: I'm totally using you, dummy.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm totally using you because yep. this story is titillating. Vinny, what year do you think this crime took place? I, you would think that it
2: happened last month, the way she acts, but yeah. this, t- this t- happened in the 70s, I believe.
1: 1977. Yeah. Is the year that this crime took place. This is what we're talking about. And they made it seem like they're, you know, they have all these new suspects. They're reinvestigating it. They never get to that part. They just want to talk about this crime. So this is Nancy. Tell
2: me more about how you realized your daughter wasn't there anymore.
1: Dude, I. You're joking, but that's exactly what happens here. Oh, I've been listening to her show. Okay. You it know. is completely insane the way she handles these guests. I love it. She rubs it in. Like you would think like this woman probably doesn't want to talk about that too much. Right.
0: All these years since then dealing with the murder of your eight year old girl, probably replaying it in your mind over and over what happened to her before her murder
1: no i bet you think about how she was getting raped every night when you lay your
2: pillow when you lay your head on the pillow you imagine this man slicing her throat from ear to ear i can only imagine that's what happens right well,
1: not Laura only Lee. that not only that this eight-year-old was raped first she's like and i'm sure you probably goes through your mind all the time do the you ever wonder
2: about the penis size of your eight-year-old daughter's rapist and killer
1: well, I wasn't. Like she just asks
2: weird. I fucking know. Questions. It's like I
1: wasn't trying to, but now I am. Thanks, thanks, Nancy. I, I've actually moved on. It was forty-five years ago. I've moved on, but thanks for bringing that up. All right. So this is the other thing that we love to do with uh, Nancy Grace: make it about her. Yeah, I love it when Nancy.
2: She has the exact same disease that Stuttering John does. Yep. Not alcoholism.
1: Right. Yeah. During an interview, you shouldn't be talking about your life too much. You should be talking about the person that you're interviewing's life
0: that something uh, positive and good needed to come from her life. Miss Farmer, um, after my fiancé's murder, I thought I knew it all about pain and suffering and grief. It was right before our wedding, and it took me, sadly, well over 20 years before I could even consider marriage. Right.
1: Whatever. Who cares how long it took you to get over it? What, what do you think this lady's going to go, did you ever get over it, Nancy? Oh, Were you ever able to get over it? So the guy who walked out here is Keith Griffin. He was murdered before he married Nancy Grace. And that really was a godsend for him.
2: Yeah, he was just in a restaurant, right? Some dude walked in and like tried to rob the place
1: and shot him in the head. From what I read, it was actually a, a coworker of his, and the coworker was disgruntled; he had gotten fired. Oh, so I think he. I think there was a connection. I don't think it was just a random act of violence. Okay. But, but who gives a shit? It was that was 1979. We're talking about Nancy Grace is still milking that. It's like, get over it. Move on. Well, so is this lady on the phone uh, all
2: milking right. her daughter's rape and murder to be on Nancy Grace's show. Let's hear Nancy make it about her again.
0: I've got to say, Miss Farmer, again, I thought I knew it all about grief, but now that I finally have children, I don't think there could be any grief worse in the world than losing your child. And you are such a better person than me. You have so much dignity and you're so calm.
1: Yeah, it was, She's calm because it happened 45 years ago. People move on, Nancy. People move on and live their lives.
2: Jen in the YouTube chat just really made me laugh because she says that uh, Nancy Grace's husband dodged the bullet (laughs) in the most ironic way possible. Yeah, Yeah, that is correct,
1: Jen. And then just to prove that this is all about the titillation of this story. She always has to do things like this.
0: For those of you just tuning in, this is Lori Lee, Farmer's mother, her daughter. Sherry's daughter, Lori Lee, was raped and murdered at the tender age of eight.
1: Can we just work that in there about 20 times during this episode, please? Just An eight-year-old was raped and murdered. Did we, did we mention that yet? Uh, it was this lady right here, <laughs> her lady, daughter. Her daughter, yeah. Her daughter right here. And then Nancy Grace says some really... It was horrible, y'all. It was really bad. Nancy Grace says some really dumb shit.
0: You, of all people, are saying you believe there could be other suspects. Right. Now, I always pay attention to what a victim's family thinks because they, of all people, want the right guy behind bars. So if the family believes it, then I believe it.
1: There you go. Case closed. Not the investigators. Not the police, the family. Okay, yeah. Who great. do you think did it? Lock
2: him up. <laughs> yeah, she's a I believe her. District attorney. I
1: know that's what's so insane about that. This. That really is an insane admission. She should admission. know better. She should he, know better. Than I
2: that. know that she's just fucking talking and grandstanding. I <laughs> yeah. know there's no way she could possibly believe that.
1: All right, so this is a really funny clip. See if you can catch this. This woman mentions the other children that she has, and she goes through and lists their ages. I don't know if Nancy can't count or what's going on here.
0: Our children at that time were Lori, nine, seven, five, three, and one. I always wanted four children. And we had five. You lucky lady.
1: I always wanted four children. We had five. Yeah, but now you have four, don't you? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what Nancy Grace just did. She goes, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> we had five kids. She's like, I always wanted four kids. <laughs> It's
2: hilarious. Oh, Nancy. <laughs> so I, You guys don't even understand. This show is a treat. It,
1: it actually kind of
2: is. I was telling Brian Johnson this. I said, go listen to Nancy Gray Stories. I it's found it great.
1: very clippable. Oh, my gosh. Did I just hear a mm, drop? What were you doing hanging out with Brian Johnson? I was at your show Sunday? that you invited him to. <laughs> so I was talking to Anthony about this thing, and Brian says to Iraq, he says, All right, I got a couple more clips on here. This is ridiculous. Remember, 1977, 45 years ago. Many people who are watching us right now were not alive when this happened. I wasn't alive. Including us. Including us. Correct. And uh, she wants to find out how this woman reacted when she found out about this. She wants details about this. How hard did you come? (laughs) Did you know that this would one day make me a, a very rich woman?
0: do you remember that hold moment on hold that
2: thought your i husband- have a sponsor break i gotta go to
1: <laughs> and you cried all through the night well if you do have problems sleeping at night then i want to introduce you to sleep phones
0: do you remember that moment your husband told you that Lori had been killed well we he didn't say she had been killed because we did not know that he said Lori had died in the night right So we are trying to figure out. Where were you sitting on the sofa in the bedroom in the kitchen sink? We were in the living room and he and his partner said, "Uh, we need for you to sit down. Oh, dear Lord in heaven. Yeah. And I said, no, I'm not sitting down. And Bo told me and he looked, he looked like I'd never, ever seen him look. Before, was that's he happy? fascinating.
1: Please go on. <laughs> yeah, like what? Whatever. I know your your daughter's dad. It probably was pretty shocking and awful. Remember how this episode started off? It started off by her saying they were never convicted anyone of this, and now there's new suspects. So what the fuck is the point of asking the question? How did you find out? How did you react? Where were you? Which room were you in? Were you standing up? Were you sitting down? What does that matter? And then Nancy decides to tell us even more information that no one could possibly care about.
0: When I was first told that Keith, my fiancé, was dead, I didn't know any of the facts surrounding him. Of course, I later learned he'd been murdered, but I just assumed he'd been in a car crash. And it wasn't until several hours later, I was at my local little Methodist church. I had nowhere else to go, and I was sitting across the desk from our pastor And I saw him write, and I read it upside down, Bernstein Funeral Home. That's when I knew for sure that Keith was dead. And he, Billy, told me Keith was murdered. Why is it we try to look for, just even subconsciously, for a rational explanation?
1: First off, that's not a real question. You know know the answer to that, Nancy. That's a really dumb question. That was absolutely not a real question. She just wanted to make that about herself again. Yep. That's all that was. She had to go through the whole fucking story, and that's, and I, I, I was in shock, and then I found out he was murdered. What, why do people hate it when you, their friends and loved ones are murdered? Uh, well, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think, Nancy? I don't know. What an interesting <laughs> question. Holy shit. So, uh, this podcast, I understand how you get enjoyment out of it because I did find it extremely clippable. I'll give you that. But Nancy Grace wears on me, man. This is
2: the first show that I've listened to for W.A.T.P. Because we did this for Who Are These Creeps for Detroit. We did, yeah. And I started listening to it just a few weeks ago. It's the only one that I've ever subscribed to. Really? Only one I've ever subscribed to. You listen to this for
1: enjoyment now.
2: It's in there. I pop it on, and I just laugh. And I'll tell you what, folks. When I hear particularly interesting stuff, I'm clipping them for this segment. You're going to get Nancy by the boatload. Good.
1: Good. I needed a fucking day off. If you could pull some clips that'd be great if your computer could pull some clips that'd be great too (laughs) asshole all right that wraps up
2: this week's edition of creepos i guess that means it's time for some voicemails and they are brought to you by our good friends in syracuse
1: the creep off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of syracuse home to the famous syracuse petting zoo Or if you get bit by one of the foamy ones, your next trip's free. (laughs) See you in Syracuse. That's a good one, McBride. Way to go. I like it.
2: All right. uh, Carl, you asked the listeners a question last week, and only one of them was brave enough to answer.
1: Hey, this is about that uh, menacing girl threatening to kill you thing.
2: Uh, Absolutely, that would turn me on 100%. No, Carl, (laughs) 1,000%. There's just something about a fear boner. All right, call me back. What is it about a fear boner? <laughs> yeah, all right, cool. I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> You're not alone. Uh, da, 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 here's someone yelling at me. Kenny, you jackass. You're in the scum sh- parade. You had a Florida story. Yet you didn't play the fucking Florida theme song. I was looking forward to jamming out to that
0: tune. A
2: fucking awesome song, dude. Make sure you fucking
1: play it next time, retard. Need the stingers. Need the stingers, Vinny. Come on. Make
2: f- it with the stingers. I feel sorry. I- I'm sorry, sir. Do you have any voicemails, Carl? I don't. So everyone else who left us a voicemail, Major League violated the 45-second oh, rule. Oh, A lot of long-winded ones. And one of them was kind of funny, and I'm only going to play you, like, the first 20 seconds right. of it, and we'll laugh at that. I'm turning it up because it's rambly and pointless, but okay. what a good concept for a call.
0: Oh, Vinny. Vinny. This is your boss,
2: Market Burrito. And let me tell you, pal, I'm real sideways with you. Real (laughs) sideways. Yeah, that's where it goes south, right there. At first, I was like, okay, this is going to be good. Hey, bud, whoever did that call, great concept, do better. (laughs) Try harder. Try better next time. All right. All right. Good
1: advice for people. I like that.
2: Yeah. So, Carl, I guess that means we're going straight
1: to a uh, scum parade. Things are moving today. I like that. Let's go.
0: Watch out for the scum parade, parade. oh no, it's the scum parade, parade. look out for the scum parade, making Vinny's day,
2: day. Let's start in Japan. Yeah. Did you like this story? I did. (laughs) This story's just silly. I can't believe this happened. A 65-year-old woman in Japan paid the equivalent of $30,000 in a recent online scam that defied gravity. The con artist tricked the woman into believing he was a Russian astronaut
1: who just couldn't afford a plane ticket back to Earth. A rocket rocket ride back to earth i can't afford a ticket to get back to earth i always say don't leave earth if you don't have enough money to get back home that's just something i've always told people i feel it's a good advice yep you know
2: if you can't schedule an uber before you leave (laughs) think about what you're up to the pair started corresponding through instagram on june 28th and the scammer claimed that he was a cosmonaut on board the international space station he blamed the poor cell phone service aboard (laughs) to <laughs> yeah. the orbiting space station no verizon towers out there for his for lack sure. of communications at times Yep. uh the things between them quickly escalated when the fake astronaut professed his love to her claiming that he would want to marry her once back on earth if only i could get there right except there's only the one problem he simply could not get off the iss unless he had enough money for a ride back to earth makes sense sure In order to rendezvous with her online lover, the woman ended up sending him 4.4 million yen, the equivalent of 30,000 American dollarinos, so that he could hop on a rocket and leave the microgravity environment behind. The victim was sold on pictures of space the self-proclaimed astronaut put up on his Instagram page. Yeah, where else would you get those? And the fact that he could name drop space agencies like NASA and JAXA, the Japanese Aerospace Exploration Agency. Not that impressive, but okay. But everything else about his story was wildly inaccurate, starting with the fact that the ISS has no self service. Instead, <laughs> astronauts use the so-called Space Network, a network of communication satellites around the base to antennas, to transmit back to Earth. Yeah, they have some technology up there. Yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the, the tech is uh, it's pretty tight. So pretty they point. really
2: don't spend their time you know, using Instagram, right. looking for dates. No, probably not. Yeah. The ISS also does not work like an airport where you need to book a ticket to return back to Earth. Just in case anyone's currently being
1: scammed and needed to know this. Oh, yeah, I know. No shit, Sherlock! No shit! When I read that in the article, I'm like, that sentence did not need to be in there. Everyone knows that you don't buy tickets to get back to Earth. Right. Like, even if you bought, like, a fucking uh, Virgin
2: Rocket or whatever the fuck it is, ticket... It's a it's a round trip. Tri- it's a round
1: trip. <laughs> it's a round trip. <laughs> no one's going one way. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> you fucking dummy. All right. Let's Well, hold on a second. Yeah, go ahead. This thirty thousand dollars didn't all happen at once, Vinny. Oh, that's there true. there were five payments until she finally got suspicious and reported this to the police. And like I always say, Vinny, my my saying is scam me once, shame on you scam me twice three times four times five times how fucking stupid are you how stupid is this woman she just kept sending him money what
2: i like about this is i I can imagine his argument on how to get her the five times yeah he's got to be like Honey, you know how ticket prices just keep fluctuating. They, you know, every time I go to book a ticket, they're charging
1: more. It's unbelievable. You want me to sit in coach? Do you know how far it is to get to Japan from here? I'm not sitting in coach. There's no leg room. There's no leg room there, and the emergency exit aisle is another fifteen thousand dollars. They really screw you with these things. You, you want, want to? You don't even bag? want
2: to know about the carry on fees.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the policy for carry ons is ridiculous. Um, I can't even bring a lighter. By the way, the, the last sentence in this article says, uh, space agencies like NASA pay about 50 to $55 million to get one of its astronauts up to the ISS. And that just reminded me of uh, the very important uh, Gil Scott Heron uh, poem. A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. 10 years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just up my rent last night cause Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. I wonder why he's upping me, cause Whitey's on the moon. Well, I was already giving him 50 a week and now Whitey's on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check. The junkies make me a nervous wreck. The price of food is going up, and as if all that crap wasn't enough, a rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. $55 million to send one asshole to the space station? Hey, everybody. Does that piss you off? Does that piss off any other taxpayers? It's just me. That's annoying, right?
2: Carl's been hanging out with Anthony Cubio way too much lately. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to throw oh, that out stop there. stop it. All right, Carl. Let's move on, shall yep. we? All right, let's go to Colorado. You ever deal with like a physician's assistant not your doctor like when you go in when they're busy of course Uh, what's the deal with that like how like you're not a doctor you're like halfway there and some of these people are like i don't know they don't it doesn't feel right to me i always say no if i call and they go would you meet with the uh nurse practitioner or the so-and-so no i don't want to talk to them yeah i paid for a service all right
1: and i got to pay the same price so i got to talk to the person who knows less well hold on a second i feel like they're going to be able to identify the lumps on my penis regardless of how much medical training yeah, they monkey have. Monkeypox. It's not hard. <laughs> right. Everybody knows. I, know. I, your ju- I just need the medication. It's all I'm looking for here. Okay.
2: I can understand <laughs> that situation. I'm just saying that I'm paying a premium, and I'd rather get the most qualified person that I can. Yep. That's just me. Okay. Mark Brian Jones, he's a licensed Colorado physician's assistant. He's voluntarily surrendered his license to practice medicine after admitting he exposed himself to a female patient during a telemedicine appointment and in a separate instance.
1: Yeah. I I think it's funny that he agreed to get rid of his license. Like, as long as I just keep sending dick pics to this chick, is that cool?
2: As long as she promises not to change her number, I'll quit my job. exactly. This fucking guy. (laughs) He's 66 years old. He's permanently relinquished his license following a state investigation. Now, according to the state medical board, Jones engaged in unprofessional conduct between June and December of 2021. He was treating a patient for medical health concerns, which included prescribing medication,
1: mental health concerns, right?
2: Yes, mental health yeah. concerns. Sorry, the report. Those states, are the
1: best patients to try to fuck the mental ones. Yeah, she's crazy. She's I don't crazy. know what happened. Why not? My diagnosis. <laughs> 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 and she lies about getting dick pics from her physician.
2: Yeah, that's one of her symptoms. <laughs> I have it. It's in her chart.
1: <laughs> it's in her chart. It must be true.
2: That's the name of the episode. It's in, chart. it's in her chart. The report states, uh, Jones was subsequently fired at facility where he worked as a PA, but he engaged in communications of a sexual nature with the patient, including sending the patient nude photos, conducted a telemedicine visit with patient in which he exposed himself to her. This is, uh, You don't go for looking for, like, it must be hard to find a fucking doctor in Colorado that you're still going back to this guy's office. Yeah, I know, know, right? When you start getting the dick pics and you're like, ah, I still need my fucking Vagisil. I got to go back (laughs) Right. whatever
1: she's in there for. And then she still goes back to this guy? Well, he's fun. You got to give him that. How often do you uh, message with your doctor and then it turns into a jerk-off session? For me, never. I don't know. Once, twice a year. Okay.
2: Yes. Very forward, gentleman.: I
1: like that he's like the physician going. Does this look infected to you? It's like Doc. That's not the way this works. It's supposed to be the other way around here. Yeah. I'm supposed to be showing you my cock. It's
2: weird that he's always constantly trying to measure them together. He's like, let's see what they look like. <laughs> it's weird. Jones agreed to the charges and agreed to permanently give up his license and consented to never reapply for a Colorado license in the future. He's sixty-six. It's time to retire. It's all, it's okay. yeah. It's good. I would say so. Enjoy retirement, sir. All right, Carl. Here's a real piece of shit. A 51 year old tamarack man is accused of molesting a partially blind 15 year old boy. Tamarack? Where is that, Vinny? Tamaric, Florida, he's accused of molesting a partially blind 15-year-old boy with cerebral palsy and several other disabilities.
1: All right, that seems really heinous, but how else is this kid going to get laid? No one's looking to fuck this kid. There's well, one, Saul one Garcia guy. was. Yeah, there's one guy. He was arrested
2: Tuesday and charged with lewd and lascivious molestation of a person under 16 record show. According to the arrest report, Garcia was in the Lime Bay Community Association Center at about 5 p.m. Monday when he approached the teen from behind, groped his rear-ending crotch area over his clothing. The teenager was washing dishes in the kitchen at the time. Garcia left the kitchen momentarily to see if anyone was around and went back to fondling the teenager. Well,
1: that's retarded.
2: A receptionist witnessed the incident that was also recorded on a surveillance video.
1: You shouldn't, oh, be, boy. you shouldn't be molesting children in a community center is what you're telling me, right? You, anywhere, really. Do that at home. Oh, right. You shouldn't do it anywhere, right. Yeah. Yes, yes.
2: And I mean, the kid's trying to do the dishes. Give him a break. That's what my wife says when I come up. Okay. <laughs> so listen,
1: a lot of problems here. Well, one of the biggest problems is the fact that uh, there's a... Uh... Uh-oh, retard alert. <phone rings> retard alert, class. I mean, He's underage. He's retarded. There's a couple problems there.
2: They asked him, were you
1: molested? And he said, how should I know I'm retarded? After the guy gave him a reach around, he said, thank you.
2: I actually have the audio from the surveillance video. Okay.
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ.
2: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Who's Here's- that old guy over there? Uncle Saul, Uncle Saul. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Saul, perfect. S- okay. So bad, man. Here's the
2: worst part about yeah. this. You remember how back in the day, you used to talk about the perv switch? Yeah. Like a guy would be a dentist and he'd have the woman in the chair and for some reason the perv switch just flipped in his head and he's just like, gotta grab the tits. Yep. Okay. If this is what this is and the perv switch switched and he has to explain to investigators he can't be like, Come on, look how hot she was!
1: Right, yeah, no one's gonna relate to this. <laughs> this is the craziest like thing that I
2: could think you could do. Well,
1: when when, A I, see, disabled,
2: yeah. when I see developmentally disabled blind fifteen year
1: old, what do I see disabled people? The last thing I think of is I really want to see that guy's dick. That's definitely the last thought on my mind.
2: Yeah, after I wonder if he wants to see mine.
1: Yeah, I don't think that okay. either.
2: Okay. Just checking. <laughs> just checking.
1: I, was, I was just making sure. All right. Okay. Cup check for me. I got you. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So that guy
2: is been arrested. He's in the Broward County Jail on bonds totaling $200,000. And I like how they had to say the teenager did not consent to the fondling and tensed up uncomfortably when Garcia yeah. touched him.
1: Yeah, When when guys come and grab your dick, you tend to tense up a little bit. I know I do. It's not great. It's not the best. (laughs) It's it's not what we're hoping to have happen. This is going
2: great. Oh, Saul. (laughs) All
1: right. Let's
2: talk about a story in India, Carl. Grab your barf bags, kids. Did you like this one? India's nuts. I didn't realize that India's worse than Florida.
1: Oh, yeah. By a lot. Well, one of the details in this story that I find fascinating is if you were one of these like weirdo religions, anything could be a ritual. You just call it a ritual, and then it's like, oh, okay, well, it's a religious thing, then. That's fine.
2: Yeah, like passing around the money plate every Sunday.
1: Yeah, that's a ritual, kind of. Kind of. Not quite like this one.
2: An Indian witch doctor and his married couple (laughs) clients have been accused of chopping up women in human sacrifices and cooking and partially eating them. Yeah. Convicted rapist Mohammed Safi was arrested this week along with husband and wife Ben Gavil and Lalia Singh after the partial remains of two women were dug up in the couple's yard, police said Wednesday. They brutally abused and killed the woman in rituals three months apart. Police spokesman <clears throat> Pramad Kumar told agents the murder was brutal. The manner of killing is indescribable, and they said both the victims were in their 50s. They were tortured for an hour before they were beheaded and dismembered. With one hacked into 56
1: pieces, they told the, the uh, India Times. See, I can't even commit to Sunday mornings. This, this is why I'm just not a religious person. It just seems like a lot of work. Is it the net. hours? Yeah, it's just, it just seems like a lot of work. To it's put not the holes it.
2: of the stories. It's not
1: that. You know what? I'm going to start my own religion, and we're going to have robbing banks will be a ritual for us. Oh, your honor. It's a ritual. That's how. It's how we please God.
2: That's how we keep stuttering, John. Show going is by robbing banks.
1: Yes, <laughs> and then paying for our beloved ones' uh, chemo.
2: Lalia Singh later confessed the eating parts of the bodies, claiming witch doctor Shafi promised it would bring them riches. A portion of the bodies were cooked and consumed by the three. I mean, did they
1: stop and think? And just go. Kind of- Wait a second, why would this bring us riches? All Did right. he explain that part? No, he actually didn't explain that part. Should we question him on that? That's, it seems bizarre, right? They're not really, they are really—they wouldn't be connected in any way.
2: Police believe Shaffy was the ringleader, say he hoodwinked the hard-up couple after befriending them on Facebook. Shaffy is a psychopath and a sexual pervert, and the one who derives sexual pleasure and will go to any extent even to kill for it, the police commissioner said, further calling him a sadist. Yeah. Got him there. Hey, I don't see that in the Facebook
1: commercials. Shut- wow, we connect like-minded people, like sadists. We have a great new club. You want to come and see a bitch? Have you noticed that two of these stories so far have involved social media? It's pretty wild. Biggest Biggestproblem.show, vote it up, people. Social media.
2: When all three were questioned together, Layla broke down and gave up details on the two murders, blaming Shafi for all of them. She said that she and her husband were having financial troubles with their ma- massage parlor business. And Shafi convinced them that human sacrifice was the best way to riches. Wait a second. Riches.
1: So you're telling me that these people were in the uh, service industry and they weren't doing well. I'm shocked by that. They seem so likable.
2: Yeah, these are the two I want rubbing me down.
1: It's kind of hard to thrive in a massage parlor when you enjoy torturing, murdering and eating people. You're not going to get a lot of uh, word of mouth. Advertising. So
2: the first victim, her name was Rosalind. She was a woman in her fifties. They chopped her into five pieces after being lured to her house in June. Sing cut off her breasts after the murder. The police said after the sacrifice did not bring them the desired wealth. They killed again in September.
1: (laughs) That's the best part, Vinny. Is their strategy didn't work? The plan didn't work. They go, okay, what's plan B? They're like, hey, listen, try it again.
2: We chopped that broad's tits off and everything. Yeah. And I still am in the negative in my checking account.
1: Right. We're in the red over here. What's what's going on? And the guy goes, all right, I have another plan. Let's do that to a different person. I think this time <laughs> will be the charm. Yeah, we just picked the wrong girl. Let's let's try it again. So
2: this time it was a 52 year old victim. They chopped her into 56 pieces. They mutilated the woman's genitals and slit her throat.
1: Oh, that's what God wants. Now God's going to give you riches. All right. Wait a
2: second, guys. On the first one, did we we remember
1: to mutilate the genitals? We didn't mutilate the genitals. That's what we fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Got to do it again. You got to write these things down step by step. I
2: actually have the audio of that murder, too. All right. I'm just kidding. So an investigation and continuing to whether there may have been more victims. I mean, there might have been these people sound pretty dumb. They're pretty fucking dumb. Yeah. So apparently abducting and killing people for wealth and superstitious beliefs is a crime, which is beyond imagine a nation in states like Kriala, because it's a bigger city where this happened. They say that these things, the occult remains widespread in many tribal and remote areas of India. So this was a surprise to the police that this happened in the city. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Whatever that means. Because
1: at the end of the story, it it talks about how this happens in India. And it said uh, earlier this month, two men were arrested for allegedly killing a six-year-old child in the capital, New Delhi. The construction workers told police they were under the influence of cannabis and murdered the boy as a sacrifice to the Hindu god Shiva to get rich. Good shit. And (laughs) when I read that, I was like, did it work? Because they don't tell you whether or not the sacrifice to the Hindu god worked or not.
2: It sounds like it got them arrested.
1: Oh, so it did, so it probably didn't work. Probably not. Well, free room and board. So there's that. So your bills are being paid for. And you get to do all
2: that work, and you don't really have any expenses. Yeah. So kind of worked. It there just, you go. In essence, it makes you a communist. What happens is you just go to a prison camp, and you work, and you get
1: free work, labor. Do you have any desire to ever visit India, Vinny? I don't know if it's their PR or their marketing. There's nothing I hear about India that I'm like, I should check that place out. You know it what seems I,
2: awful. You know what I've realized? I don't want to visit anywhere.
1: <laughs> I know. Even New York, I'm just like, oh, get me the fuck out of here. I don't want to honest. visit the parking lot here, Carl. I don't want to <laughs> do know. anything. I know, Vinny. It's, life is so difficult, isn't it? It is. Can I talk about how uh, Newark is a piece of shit? That airport is my least favorite airport in the entire world. Burn it the fuck down. And I forgot for whatever reason. I'm like, you know what? I'll go to Newark. We'll get on a train. We'll get right into Manhattan. It'll be fine. It's impossible to get to the train station from Newark. There are no signs telling you how to get there. Instead, employees shout at you. Would you do it wrong? That's all. That's the only way. That's their system. And the guy even said he goes, "Yeah, I know it's confusing. Like, then put up a fucking sign somewhere." Hey asshole, not that way. Yeah, Well, seriously. which way should I go?
2: Well, I know it's confusing. I think you're gonna want to go down the hallway. He, he goes, he goes this. He
1: goes, all right. We gotta get on this train, take it to this station, then you get off it, and then you get back on it again. But it's not that train. It's a different train, but it's gonna be in the same spot. I'm like, okay. So we get off. And then the guy goes, there's a bus downstairs. And I went, like, oh, they didn't say anything about a bus. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to get on the bus. Oh, the bus is gone. It's leaving. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, but actually, this train also. I'm like, what the
2: fuck? So last week after the show ended, yeah. Carl and I had a conversation. I asked him exactly. I said, you know, I got to get my tickets. Where should I fly yeah. into? What do you think? And uh, Andy went to JFK. Yeah. You said go to Newark. And I was like, oh, shit. He's right. Because you could just go right through the tunnel. Get right to Penn Station. Right. And get you right through. But here's the deal. I got there, I landed, and I looked at how much an Uber was, and it was dirt fucking cheap for New York to go to the hotel. I took an Uber, and I didn't bother with any of that shit.
1: When you told me that on Sunday morning when we got up to go to the airport, I said, we're taking an Uber. I'm not going to fuck with the train this time. I'm not dealing with it. Yeah. But because Newark has to fuck me, I don't know if this is United or Newark. I don't know whose problem this is, but for whatever reason, we get our boarding passes on the phone. It says, gate C88. Awesome. Take me to Terminal C. Get it. Get there. Get Changed through. it. Well, no. Listen to this. We had a little bit of time, so we sat down. We had some breakfast. We're hanging out. We're killing time. I'm like, I should probably get over to gate C88 now. It's almost time to board, because I like to be the last person on the plane. So we're kind of moseying down. I get a text message. A25. Yep. What? You got to jump on a train to take
2: you through two fucking terminals.
1: I know. I, I had to fucking find a bus shuttle to drive across the tarmac to get to the fucking thing. We, we were the last people on the fucking plane. Anyway, fuck Newark.
2: Dude, the fuck same thing it. happened to us. I rode with our buddy Jay. Yes. The greatest. He and I had, were on the same Guy flight. Guy Incognito from the Isotopes. Guy yes. Incognito and I rode back together, and we were on the same flight. And he was so cool because he he shocked me. He comes up and goes, bro, I got us club tickets. And I'm like, fuck it. Hey, it's football Sunday. We got like two hours before the plane takes off. Let's Perfect. go watch some football Perfect. and kick back and do some drinks. We have to walk through two terminals to get to the fucking United Club, mm-hmm. get there, and they go. We're not accepting day passes. We're full up. You're out of luck, guys.
1: Dude, I saw that. And he fucking paid for that shit. It was ridiculous. I saw that they were building a new club. It was like in the works. So they probably, that's probably why. I don't care why. In the C-Terminal. Do you see that? I don't know if it was near there or not. Okay, whatever.
2: I ended up in the A-Terminal. I was supposed to be in the (laughs) C-Terminal. I got there, went through security, looked at my thing and says, oh, now you're in the A-Terminal.
1: Yeah, so the same thing happened to you.
2: Yeah, fucking assholes. Fucking annoying. New Jersey, suck a dick. Guess what? Biggest creep from Newark coming next week, bitch.
1: Let's do it, because honestly, the other thing about New Jersey, and specifically this part of New Jersey- I know smell. I know it's the garden state, but it looks like a dystopian shithole. Everything about the landscape there, it's like, oh shit, is the war still happening, or did it just end? I don't- Because that's what it looks
2: like. I don't remember being as bad- the last time I was looking at it as it was this time. This I, is
1: actual audio from me on the train. Jesus Christ.
2: Dude, I looked out the window and like the fucking Sopranos music started. It was just fucking shitholes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Shit holes. yeah. Uh, I had to bury a body at one point. I, I do not like visiting Newark. It is no right. fun.
2: Guess what? Biggest creep from Newark. Coming See your it. way next week, everybody. Until then, remember, get your t-shirt. 24 hours left to get your zombie Vinny, zombie Carl t-shirt at HTB kicks ass. Dot com. Support the show on Patreon and Supercast. And until next time, it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Galaga. Just kidding. Just kidding.
1: Hold on a second. Oh, your yep. I certainly am. Oh. right now. Well, let me know when I can talk to you. I'm scared. I know. Yeah, I know. That's why I want to talk to you. I'm going to hear it. That's why I'm bringing it up now. Okay. Kyle's cooking show, everybody. Hi, hgbkicksass.com.